Hi, I'm Shelley Cameron, CEO of the City of Philadelphia's Division of Aviation, and you're listening to my new podcast, Taking Off with Shelley Cameron, where I take you behind the scenes of Philadelphia International Airport and the Northeast Philadelphia Airport. From cultural programs to improvement projects, traveler experience initiatives to aviation experts, and even some local heroes, Taking Off is a rare glimpse inside one of the busiest airports in the United States. This episode will focus on air service development, which in a nutshell is the department that works to attract specific airlines to our airports, grows our flight offerings, both domestic and international, and reviews route patterns to seek out new business opportunities for the Philadelphia area. Joining me now is James Tyrell, the Chief Revenue Officer at PHL, who oversees air service development. Jim, thank you so much for joining me. You're welcome. It's my pleasure. How would you describe air service development to people who may not understand this area of expertise and all it involves? To me, air service development is really the heart of the business at the airport. It's something that's so important, but you know, a lot of people are used to things like a business development group at a company, right? And that's, that's really what we're doing here. It is. In a discussion I've had with Harold Epps, the commerce director, he is very into business development. He has said many times in my presence, R comes before I. Relationship comes before investment. And to me, the relationship aspect is the whole fundamental principle behind air service development. You really have to have, you have to build that relationship with the airline executives who are responsible for committing billions of dollars of their company's assets for each single route that's served here. So um, when Harold said that to me the first time, it really stuck with me, and I firmly believe that that is the case with air service development, and it is, it is in fact, um, one of the principles that I use in, in doing what I do. I agree. So talk to us about some of the major successes you've experienced recently, because there have been a lot of them. There have. Um, we've been pretty fortunate in the last couple of years to have had a lot of successes, specific, not just in the international market, which gets all the attention, but also in our domestic air service. So in the past two years, for example, we've landed two foreign flag air carriers, both Iceland Air and Aer Lingus. Iceland Air serving Reykjavik, which is one of the hottest destinations in the world today. Aer Lingus serving Dublin, which is one of Philadelphia's more busier international routes. And kind of what that does for us is it increases the competition to very high, densely traveled routes, which again, brings that additional benefit to the community of uh, lower airfares. Yeah. So what about some of the other international destinations? American added a number of, I think they're calling them boutique cities. Yeah. You mentioned American Airlines. And for those of you who don't know, American Airlines is the major airline serving Philadelphia, and and they actually um, operate Philadelphia as a hub. About 70% of the passengers, right? Absolutely. And to me, the importance of American adding destinations like Dubrovnik, Croatia, and Bologna, Italy, just go to kind of strengthen the understanding or the perception of the strength of the hub in Philadelphia because think about it. Who goes to Dubrovnik from Philadelphia? Not a whole lot of people, maybe two people a day. Mm -hmm. 
But by virtue of having the American Airlines hub here, they can now bring people from all across the United States, funnel them through Philadelphia, and make that flight to a Dubrovnik or a Bologna successful. And the domestic connectivity of American, now help me remember, it's nearing 100 domestic destinations nonstop? I, I think they're right around 99, 98 or 99. Yeah. That's amazing. So what have they added in terms of domestic service over the last couple of years or going into next year? Some of the smaller uh, cities they've added, I think they put on what Madison, Wisconsin, Uh and Grand Rapids. Omaha, Nebraska. Omaha, Nebraska. So places that don't seem to have a whole lot of pizzazz or viability to them. But each one of those destinations go to serve or increase the success of the international routes that they fly out of Philadelphia. Yeah, I've had somebody say, I, I was giving a presentation and somebody said, how many people really want to go to Madison, Wisconsin every day? And I said, well, there are people who have business there, but think about the people from Madison who want to connect on to Europe. And and again, that's what you're describing, what, what makes the hub so successful. Absolutely. Um, it's, uh, it's all of those people coming from all of those 98 or 99 destinations around the United States who are now traveling to Europe. So you recently traveled to Tokyo and formed a partnership with Temple University. Can you talk about that and why that was important? That was one of the, in my opinion, one of the biggest successes that we had in terms of air service development, even though it didn't result in a new route or wasn't really air service development. But what it was is it was... Not a new route yet. Right. Absolutely. (laughs) But what it was is... It was one of the things that we do in order to move the air service development process along, and and I'll tell you specifically what that was. So uh, Temple University is the only university in the world with a degree-granting institution outside of the United States. We came to know that when we partnered with the dean of Temple and asked him to attend an event we had when we hosted Japan Airlines here almost a year and a half ago now. Mm -hmm. And in talking with Temple, who is one of the biggest city stakeholders we have, um, he was telling us about the university in Tokyo. And what we did was we invited a lot of people who had some business relationships with the Japanese government or did business in Japan, Tokyo being one where they had the university over there. So when we were going back to Tokyo to visit Japan Airlines, we wanted to kind of tie in the event we had done with them in the previous summer. We went back in February Mm -hmm. of this year. So what we did was we called upon our good partners from Temple, and we were able to partner with them in Tokyo, and we had a follow-up event. But rather than invite all of the companies in the Philadelphia area who did business in Tokyo, we invited all of the companies in Tokyo who did business in Philadelphia and the surrounding states. And essentially what we did was we hosted a lot of the same members from Japan Airlines in Tokyo at the Tokyo American Club. We used the tie-in with Temple University And we were able to put that relationship, move that relationship just one step beyond where it had been originally. Not to mention the fact that we brought uh, 40 Super Bowl Eagles 
hats with us to give to all of the people in Tokyo, which they love. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, you know, when we talk a lot about how you have to build the show that there's a business case first, right? So are there enough people going back and forth from Philadelphia itself and, and with the connectivity of the hub? But what you talked to, just talked about with the Tokyo event really shows how numbers on a page or dots on a map representing travelers doesn't always do it. You sometimes have to put the color into it and really see the people behind the dots and the numbers, right? That's right. And these events that we held with, by the way, the executives of the airline who make the decision to put their billion and a half dollars worth of assets into a, a route to this city, were able to see the actual businesses, the business people who would be flying to and from Tokyo. So yeah, it just adds a little bit of a little bit more credibility to the data that you that we present to them yeah. um, as part of the business case. So you've been really successful, but I know you have a wish list. So what's what's on your wish list for air service development? So that's a real easy question, and, and unfortunately, it's been on our wish list for far too long now, and it is very obvious to most people that one of the things missing from our portfolio of air service is direct flights to Asia, and specifically East Asia. We have been working very long and hard to secure that service, but again, unfortunately, it's not just having a good business case that enables you to attract air service. A lot of times you have to overcome things that are way outside of our control, like um, bilateral agreements, like customs and border protection services that sometimes just can't be accommodated in a, in a reasonable period of time. It's tough, yeah. So... One of, the, one of our favorite terms now, one of my favorite terms when I talk to others is talking about spider maps. So what's a spider map? It's a very good description of uh, a drawing that shows the lines between the destinations that are served from Philadelphia all across the world. And our spider map is pretty busy. When you look at the United States, it's very busy when you see the lines going to both Europe and the Caribbean. Lots of legs. Lots of legs. And it, it truly does look like a spider with 130 plus legs. Getting to 140. Yeah. So it's a, it's a pretty busy drawing. Yeah. So the body of the spider is Philadelphia and the legs are all the destinations. Mm-hmm. We'll tell you at the end of this episode how to take a look at our spider map yourselves. But, Jim, just a couple more questions. So what aspects of air service development do you find the most difficult? So as I mentioned before, um, it's not unlike running any business. The the more difficult challenges are usually associated with things that are outside of your control, right? I mean, we we can all deal with elements of doing business that we have control of, like we can put policies into place that that correct things or uh, provide for certain things. We can build infrastructure. We can acquire services. But there are certain things that, again, when they're outside of your control, they present the biggest challenges to air service. But what's the most fun about it? Let's look at the other side of that coin. 
Well, the most fun is to me is being able to work with all of the different stakeholders that that are involved in air service and not only that, but also the different airline executives and airline employees that you get to meet and work with every day. And what I've said I like most about my job is the fact that I, when I come to work, I never really know where it's going to take me. I, I know I have a to-do list and I have a schedule, but it's always something different. There's always a twist. Like one day I could be working with the consular corps representing foreign countries doing business in Philadelphia. And the next day I could be working with an official working at the State Department of Commerce or working with the CEO or the COO of an airline talking about it could be operational issues, it could be new service, but every day it's something different. And it just, um, it keeps me coming back and keeps a smile on my face. I agree. You know, and, and just a quick shout out to some of those partners that you already mentioned Um, We couldn't do our jobs without them. PHL, CVB is another one. Visit Philadelphia. Select Greater Philadelphia. We need their support to be able to to really tell the story about Philadelphia and attract that business here, right? Not only do we need them, we're also very fortunate to have such a wealth of stakeholders in this city. I I mean, again, I can't speak for other cities. I know other cities have convention and visitors bureaus and tourism bureaus, but we are blessed with such great stakeholders and and so many of them. Like you mentioned Campus Philly. We have over 104 degree granting institutions in the area, and this one company, Campus Philly, collects data from all of those universities. So for us, it just makes our job that much easier when you can develop relationships with companies like that. Yeah, so going to Asia, where you said we're, we have targeted um, air service, there are a lot of Asian students that go to those degree-granting um, institutions, and being able to show that to the airlines really helps to make it real, that there are, there are students and their families, um, there's an organic demand for their product Um, to get to to those locations just because of the university system. Well, there is. So that's about all the time we have today. Um, Jim, thank you so much for joining me. To learn more about Philadelphia International Airport, please please visit phl.org. To see all the routes that our airlines fly, check out our super cool spider maps on the Philadelphia International Airport website at phl.org. I'm Shelley Cameron. Thank you for listening. (music) 